Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Well, we're going to start a new message series today. Uh, but real quick, I do want to say thank you for being faithful in your giving, guys. You can give in the box in the back. You can mail it to the church. You can give online. You can give in the app. Uh, thank you for doing that. We have been able to do a lot of great things. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, we've been doing a lot of updates on the buildings and on the parsonage. So we're, we're trying to keep everything up and nice. So thank you for being faithful in your giving and allowing us to do things. Uh, man, I'm excited. The rest of the year, we've got some great events, great things happening here at Calvary the rest of the year. So make sure you stay updated on the Facebook and the app. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff coming up, uh, starting with our trunk or treat. So if you have your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you have the Version Bible app, if you hit the more and then events, all the notes are there for you. Uh, you notice that the handout I gave you today was double what it normally is because there's a lot of scripture I want you to take home and read later on, and it's on there. Um, but we're going to do a message series called The Battle for Our Minds. And I don't know about you, but the biggest battle I face is not necessarily with the devil. It's up here. And the devil uses that up here to fight. And I'm so excited that they had that at uh, retreat this weekend. Um, there's a lot of books I'm going to reference in here that, that I got stuff for this message. Um, some of it came from uh, Craig Rochelle. He's got a new book called How Leaders Think. Uh, John Acuff has one called uh, Soundtracks. Lots of different ones. Uh, Joyce Meyer has one called The Battlefield of Mind. Uh, there's some sermon series you can listen to. Uh, I think I forget what they're called, Mind Wars or things like that. You can listen to. You can find reading plans because this is a big deal. How many of you guys have ever felt like you just can't win? You ever been there? No matter what I do, people get mad. No matter. There was a story. There's two guys, and they were standing underneath the flagpole, and they were trying to figure out how to measure it. And they kept running their measuring tape up, and it would get about, you know, six feet up, and they would bend over and fall over. And so this lady walks up, and she saw him. She's like, hey, what are you guys trying to do? And they said, well, we need to measure the height of this flagpole because uh, we've got to paint it, and we need to know how much paint to have. So she <laughs> pulls a wrench out of her purse and pulls the bolt out of the bottom and lays the pole over, pulls the measuring tape out, measures it. She said, all right, it's 10 and a half feet tall. And they said, oh, stupid woman, we wanted the height. She gave us the length. So you ever, you ever felt that way? I just can't win. Well, I don't know about you guys, but throughout my life, I have, sorry, throughout my life, I've struggled mentally, not necessarily with mental illness, but I've struggled with self-image. I struggle with um, self-esteem. I've struggled with confidence, like, because I always have these voices in the back of my head, just like these ladies were talking about. I always have these voices saying, you're not good enough. You're never going to do this. You can't do this. And Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So we're going to start in verse 3. He says, we're human. We're all human, right? But we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the, what is that word? Strongholds. Strongholds. Oh, I put the wrong verse out there, Bub. It's supposed to be 2 Corinthians. I apologize. That's why the screen's not matching up. Sorry, those of you online too. Uh, so 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. He says, to knock down the strongholds. Say that word with me. Strongholds. What is a stronghold? It's a military position, right? 
It's a fortified position, something you would use if you want to keep territory. He says, we knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. False arguments. Now check this out. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their, what? Rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Did you catch what Paul's talking about there? He says, we knock down strongholds. We knock down arguments. Where are those things located? In our minds. Guys, there is a battle going on all the time for our minds. If Satan can get you thinking wrong, he can get you to do anything. If we think wrong, if we think incorrect thoughts, we're never going to win. You know, I used to be a prison guard when we lived in Colorado. It's down called Ordway. Uh, we were pastors of a little bitty church, and I worked at a prison because that was the only jobs available. And in our county, 80% of the people either worked in the prison or lived there because they had a family member in the prison. It was a depressing place. But I worked in this men's medium security prison. I was a guard, and so I'd walk around, and there was one book I kept seeing over and over and over again in these guys' rooms. It was called The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. They donated them to the inmates in the prison. Because they know if we can get these guys' brains on track with Christ, we can change their lives. And there were guys, I would see them, I would get to know them because we worked in the same units all the time. And so we got to know these guys. And I would talk to them. They knew I was a preacher. And so I would talk to these guys. And they would say, hey, Adams, I'm getting ready to go home. I said, fantastic. I said, the first thing you need to do is get new friends. They said, oh, I'll be fine. (laughs) I would go home on a Thursday and come back on a Sunday. And guess what? They're back in the same cell. They didn't make it a weekend on probation. I said, what happened? Well, I hung out with the same guys. I said, you have to change the way you think. You have to change the people you're around to help you change the way you think. So if we're going to grow, we have to do this. When I gave my life to Christ, I was 16, and my pastor and my church preached the same message every first Sunday of a new year. And he had three points in this message. He was preaching the same thing every year, and we always knew. Um, but he'd say, you need to... Punctuate the good, hold on to the excellent, and dismiss the bad. He said, you need to focus on good things in your life and the God things in your life and get rid of all the rest. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to change our brains, how to change our thinking. So the first thing we want to talk about are strongholds. What are strongholds? We talked about this earlier. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortified position. This is typically used for a fort or a prison Um, And a lot of times we get strongholds in our minds. What's a stronghold in our mind? It's a lie that we believe. Guys, so many of us believe things about ourselves or we believe things about God that just aren't true. And they become a stronghold. They become a fortified area in our brains that we cannot get past. I don't know if you guys have ever believed something that wasn't true and you found out later in life, oh, that's really not true. Right? Right? Like these ladies were saying earlier, they, they read a verse and they thought something wrong about it and it was just in their brain forever and they had to think differently. And so guys, we have these strongholds that pop up in our brains. They say, you're never going to be good enough. Everyone is judging you. You're never going to get out of debt. You're never going to be loved. You're never going to have a good marriage. Your kids are never going to get past this thing. You're never going to get past this addiction. You're never going to get past this broken heart. You're never going to find a good person. You may as well just settle. You're never going to succeed in college or you're never going to succeed in work. These things hang on to our brains. 
So these mental strongholds are thoughts and arguments that aren't in line with Scripture. These mental strongholds are thoughts and they're arguments that aren't in line with Scripture. They don't line up with God's Word. And so Paul says we have to use spiritual weapons to demolish these things. We have to use God's Word to take care of these things. And guys, something I've found throughout my life is lies always deal in absolutes. What does that mean? We get these thoughts in our brain that said, nobody loves me. That's an absolute. Everybody talks bad about me. Nobody ever cares about me. I'm never going to be good enough. These words, all, never, everybody, they're absolutes and they're not true. Many of us grew up saying nobody is ever going to love me. That's not true. People all over love you. I've talked to people that come into church and they say, Pastor, nobody in this church likes me. And you know what it was? One person didn't like them. But that voice was so loud they couldn't get past it. I've had people say, well, my spouse doesn't love me. Why do you say that? Well, you know, one time they didn't unload the dishwasher. What? But these lies, they get trapped in our brains. And they're so loud that we can't hear the truth. So we need to identify these strongholds that come into our brains. Because if we can change what's in our brains, we can change what's in our future. If we can change what's in our brain, we can change our lives. Craig Rochelle says this thing on this podcast I listen to all the time. He says, we gravitate toward our most dominant thought. We gravitate towards our most dominant thoughts. Whatever is in our minds is where our lives are going to go. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. We were down in Arkansas riding motorcycles, and these roads do this. I mean, it's, they're windy, they're hilly. And guess where your motorcycle goes? Where your eyes are, right? You turn your head. I, I have this floating Curtis Hubble head that pops up in my brain when I'm riding. And I hear him say, look through the, I kid you not, he, he floats up here. And he's like, look through the curve. Because you know what happens? If you start focusing on this ditch in front of you, guess where you're going to go? You're going to go in the ditch. But if you look through the curve where you want your bike to go, you just kind of naturally go that way. It is the weirdest thing. But we'll panic. These guys saw me do it a few times. We'd be coming up on this big curve, and I would go, ah, and i start hitting the brakes. And then Curtis pops up in my head and says, look through the curve. And I would look through the curve, like, because he's one of the ones helping me learn how to ride a motorcycle. And when you look, but guys, it's the same way in our lives. If I have this thing in my brain that says nobody likes you, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to isolate myself from people. I'm going to take myself away from the very people who could help me. If I have this thing in my head that says your spouse is never going to love you, guess what? My marriage is never going to get better. But if I listen to the truth in God's word that says you are loved, you are chosen, you're a royal priesthood, all these things, then you start moving your life in the right direction. If I believe I'm a victim and I'm never going to change, guess what? I'm always going to be a victim and I'm never going to change because I believe these strongholds. So guys, we have got to learn to identify these things in our lives. And when we focus on problems, they seem like they're insurmountable. But when we focus on the one who can do the big things, we can do it. And guys, here's the deal. Most battles are lost or won where? In our mind, right? If you go out to play a football game and you walk onto the field saying, ah, I can't win this, guess what? You've already lost the game because you've already lost it in your mind. You know one of the reasons I don't play golf anymore, hardly ever? <laughs> Because I can't blame anybody but myself, right? Because it's all up here. Like I get one bad hit and then it's one bad and, and I throw clubs and it's bad. So I just, I don't play anymore. Um, guys, and a lot of times we think Satan is our biggest opponent. And he is. But many times we beat ourselves. 
in our minds because we listen to these lies that he tells us. Listen to this. Um, John Lindell, he's the pastor of James River Assembly in Springfield. He wrote this new book called The New Normal. A new book called The New Normal. This is what he says. What words do you say about yourself to yourself? That's the question. We will inevitably feel a roller coaster of feelings. Feelings come and go. They rise and fall with or without our consent. We don't have full autonomy over everything that we feel. But unfortunately, a lot of us have thought that being true to ourselves means being true to these very fleeting, very transient feelings when nothing can be further from the truth. We're not what we feel. We're not called to one true uh, to our temporal beings, or, but to our convictions. Now listen to what he says. Our convictions can be at odds with our feelings, so we have to speak out of our convictions. Our feelings are often not chosen, but our words are always chosen. In other words, when I feel down, when I feel like nobody cares about me, when I feel like nobody loves me, when I feel I'm never going to beat this, I can still say the truth. And I can still live in the truth despite what I feel. Many of you suffer from feelings because feelings do this, right? They go up and down. Now, some of you are very steady people. I'm normally a very steady person. I don't get real excited. I don't get real down. I'm just kind of, I drive my wife crazy because she's like, just get mad. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I really don't. I don't need to. But, and some of you live up here and here and here and here, right? And typically, this person marries this person, right? And they help hold them down, right? I'm not saying my wife is. I'm saying typically. <laughs> typically, it's that way. Typically, one of these marries one of these, and they kind of do this together, Right? But guys, it doesn't matter how I feel. I can still know what's true. It doesn't matter how you feel. You don't have to believe those lies. You can believe the truth. All right, let's move on. (laughs) What strongholds are holding us back? As we were worshiping today, I really believe God was speaking to some of you today, some of us in this room, some of you at home, about lies that you believe and these chains that hold you down. So we have to identify lies we believe. You know what's funny is we develop patterns in our thinking. You ever notice that? We have to identify these lies because these lies come in patterns. Our brains are kind of lazy, right? We just go through the, the pattern of least resistance. And so we get these patterns in our brains. So what do you mean? So, for example, if I'm feeling unloved, I might go eat ice cream, right? It's just it's a pattern. Or chocolate. For me, it's peanut butter, right? I mean, I just... Oh, I love peanut butter. But so we, we get these things. It's a pattern. When I'm feeling lonely, people say, you know, when I'm feeling lonely, I look at porn. When I'm feeling lonely, I read a romance book for ladies. Um, you know, you see those quotes? Um, I worked at a prison. I've seen it. All right, so and when I'm bored, I scroll on Facebook. And what do we do? If I'm feeling bad and I start scrolling Facebook, what do I see? Or Instagram for the younger crew. I see all my friends' what? Highlights. And then what do I do? I start feeling worse about myself, right? Because you're comparing your normal life to their highlights. So it's this pattern that develops, and these lies just keep getting reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. And guys, honestly, our brains can be retrained. I can change the chemistry in my brain by changing the way that I think. And that's why Paul said, In Romans chapter 12, he said, let God change you by changing the way that you think, right? So we have these soundtracks or these false thoughts or these lies, and we have to learn to identify them. So we have to identify these lies, and we have to identify the the end result. So we need to identify the lies we believe, and then we need to identify the end result. 
of these strongholds. Joyce Meyer says, a deceived mind produces a deceived life. A deceived mind produces a deceived life. So when I start believing lies, I start building my life around those lies. So where is this thinking going to take me? Listen to what James says in James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Temptation comes from our own desires. Wait, what? I thought temptations came from the devil. (laughs) No, he says our temptations come from what? Our own desires. And when I give in to those things, he says, which entice us and they drag us away, these desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Now, do you think people wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to commit adultery and ruin my marriage today? No. What happens? It starts up here in these thoughts, these small thoughts. My spouse doesn't understand me, so I'm going to find someone who does. Or I feel unloved, so I know this person will give me physical affection that makes me feel more loved, so I'm going to go here. We don't ever think about that. I don't think I'll, I'll drink myself into coma today. People never think that. It starts little things in our brains. And James says these desires give birth to actions which drag us away and grow. So they start with thoughts. So we have to capture those rebellious thoughts. We capture the rebellious thoughts. That word capture is like arrest. We grab those things. Listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing what? The way that you think. Did you catch that? He can transform us into a new person by changing the way that we think. Then we will know God's will for us, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right? So we have to help God help us change the way that we think by his power, by his spirit. We have to capture these thoughts. So guys, some of you have been living lives plagued by these false thoughts. Everybody says bad things about me. Nobody cares about me. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be smart enough. I'm never going to succeed. I'm never going to find that person that God has for me. We think these things, and we have to allow God's word to reshape us. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Since you've heard about Jesus and learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Listen to this. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So guys, you're seeing a pattern. God's word says over and over and over, it is so important how we what? Think. It is so important to change the way that we think. We cannot allow drama and lies to control our lives. We have to change the way that we think to put it in line with God's word. So we identify the lies, we identify where they're taking us, and then we change those. We demolish those strongholds. Because the Bible says we have divine power to demolish those strongholds. Paul doesn't say you have to go tackle it yourself. He says let God help you change these things. We have divine power to change these. So we need to demolish them and we change those, replace those strongholds with truth. So I want to just, I want you to listen. I don't think I put all these verses on the screen, but I put them all in your handouts there. But I want you to read these, read along with me. You don't have to read it out loud, but just read it with me. Listen to what these truths say. John 1, 12 and 13 says, All who believe him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion, but with a rebirth that comes from God. Ephesians 1, 5, God decided in advance to adopt us 
into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That's what he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. Look down to the one, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God who bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. 2 Corinthians 5.17, this means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. This is one of my favorites, John 15. Ladies referenced it earlier. Verses 12 through 15, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for your friends. You are my what? Friends. Jesus calls you his friends. He calls you his friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because the master doesn't confide in his slaves. You are my friends. Since I told you everything the Father has told me. You didn't choose me, but I what? Chose you. I appointed you to do good, to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So, guys, we have to submit our thoughts to him. And I I printed all those verses out for you because I want you to take those things home. And this week when these lies start popping up in your brain, start reading these. Because when we replace lies with truth, you know what happens? Our thoughts start to change. We start changing the way that we think. Next week we're going to talk about ways to change our thought patterns. But guys, we need today, this week, to start identifying these lies. Pastor Kenny and I are reading a book together and, and talking about it. It's called Soundtracks by John Acuff, and it's cha- talking about changing the false thoughts that come into our brains. Because we all have these, these lies that just play over and over again. And so this, in my own life, I started doing this on my own. When I start getting frustrated and I start listening to these old thoughts, I start repeating these things to myself over and over again. No, that's, that's not true. I literally, sometimes they'll hear me talking to myself in my office because I'll be like, wait a minute, no, that's not true. They think I'm on the phone. Really, I'm just talking to myself. But, but I have to replace those things because I feel those coming up again and again and again and again. And so I just say, no, that's not true. Because, guys, I'll be honest. There are times when, when I feel totally inadequate to do this. I feel totally inadequate to be a dad. I feel totally inadequate to be a husband. I feel inadequate to be a firefighter. I feel inadequate to put my shoes on some days, right? So we have to replace those lies with what? Truth. So, and we submit our thoughts to him, and then we become free. And we start submitting our thoughts to him. And I have to just say, you know what? No, God doesn't say that about me. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they'll come up this morning. Would you stand, if you're physically able this morning, if you're willing, would you stand with us? So John Acuff, this writer, he calls these false thoughts, he calls them soundtracks. Because, you know, a soundtrack is music that plays to a movie. And so many of us have wrong soundtracks, and we have to replace those with true soundtracks. And so it's so important to identify these lies. And so this week, as you're going along your life, I'm going to ask you to, to identify these false thoughts that pop up. And, and guys, I really believe God is, is pointing some of them right now. I believe God has been poking at these things as we've been talking this morning. So would you pray with me this morning? Lord, I thank you so much that you love even each and every person here. You love each and every person watching online. And Lord, they didn't come to you by accident. 
Lord, that your word says that you chose us and you call us friends. So every person that's hearing my voice right now, Lord, you have chosen and you call them friends. Now, whether they are friends with you or not, that's up to us. But Lord, you've chosen each and every one of us. You've called each and every one of us. You love each and every one of us. So I'm going to ask you to just take a moment right now and, and just be honest with yourself and say, you know, if I was really honest today, where am I at in my relationship with Jesus? Some of you may be here today, you may be sitting at home, you may be listening, and you may say, you know, I'm, I'm really not in a relationship with him, but I want to be. You can change that today. All it takes is just you calling out to him and saying, Lord, I want to be part of your family. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. If you're here, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, you know, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Christ, but I want to have that. Maybe I did it one time, but I've quit. I've walked away, and I, I want to restart that. That you would just slip your hand up right where you're at. We're going to pray with you this morning. All right, we're going to pray this together. Some raise their hands in here. There's some online that we can't see, but we're going to pray a prayer together. And this is just simply you talking to Jesus. And if you do this, this starts that relationship. This is that verse in Corinthians that says you're a new creation. It starts a new relationship with the Lord. So would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for loving me. Even when I don't deserve it. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. And I admit that I've sinned. Please forgive me. Please come into my life and make me new. Help me to live for you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you started a relationship with Christ. He says, all the old is gone. Now we can walk with him. And if you did that, would you just come talk to me or Pastor Kenny, one of these that were up here. We'd love to talk with you. If you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor, I'm starting to identify some lies in my mind. Would you just slip your hand up right around? I'm, I'm seeing some things in my brain that aren't true. And I want to change those. Yeah. I would say almost all of us. We're going to pray this morning. And I'm just going to ask you to say, Lord, would you help me to replace these things with truth? These verses that I gave you, there's more out there you can take with you, but I want you to replace those with truth. If you want someone to pray with you, I'm going to pray, and then you can come up to the front. Someone would love to join you in prayer. You can pray in your seats. But, Father, we see the lies that we've believed. And, Lord, I pray you'd help us today to start replacing those lies with truth from your word. Lord, you said you give us divine power to demolish those strongholds. So we don't need to have them anymore. Lord, would you help us to identify these lies and replace them with truth and to change the way that we think so we can honor you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. As these guys sing, if you want someone to pray with you, come down to the front. We'll pray with you this morning. Or you can pray in your seats.